All right. Mics are hot, John. Mics are hot. They are. Today on 91 Octane, of course, we're going under the hood and covering your headlines. The Gatekeepers is back to talk supercars. And finally, are OEM car shows dead? A 91 Octane debate. Ooh. Let's start the show. This thing is a freaking monster. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to 91 Octane. I am John. I'm Randy. And let's get right into it. So the first headline, I'll be kicking it off. Nissan took a page out of Ford and Toyota's playbook and once again made the Z less appealing. With what, a failed automatic? A failed automatic. (laughs) Bingo, bango, you got it. (laughs) A stop sale order has been put in. uh, Actually, the end of August, it was put in by Nissan for automatic uh, 2023 Zs. Yes. This means that at every stage of delivery, the Nissan Z is frozen. So you can't get your car currently. Mm -hmm. They are doing an investigation on the issue to identify what the problem is. And the problem has been described as a potential rollaway issue. Yeah, that's huge. Oh, big time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So basically the, I don't know if you can call it, what's an emergency brake? Technically, yeah. Yeah. The parking brake. The parking brake doesn't lock for some reason. Um, And these cars can literally roll away. Yep. Um, Which is extremely dangerous. It's not exclusive to the Z. Not exclusive to the, the, yeah, the Frontier, Frontier and uh-huh. the Titans. Both yes. have recalls out already. Same parts, probably. Yeah, for the same parts. Yeah. The company that makes the transmission is called Latco. Okay. And apparently a lot of the Infinity cars, the Q50s, Q60s, mm-hmm. have had issues with these transmissions also. There's a lot of talks on the interwebs uh-huh. of, like, why don't they just go with ZF or some company that's been established since they've had problem after problem yeah. on uh, on these LATCO transmissions. In your opinion, yes. with this with this issue, right, mm-hmm. is, does it make it less appealing? Is it okay because they caught it early? Like, what what what? how does this affect the Nissan Z? I don't think it makes it less appealing. Really? Okay. I think I feel like the whole recall world yeah. is just affected everybody. Okay. Toyota all the way down the ranks uh, to the point where people don't – the impact of recalls is not as big as it was back in – I don't know if you remember when the Ford Explorer used to roll over. Yeah. And or when even the like the Lexus – Brake pedal issue, the the Prius brake pedal issue. You know what the turning point for that was? What? I think it was Takata. Honda and Takata. Yeah, that was like peak. peak right? Recall. Yeah, like at that point, Drama? that's when people were like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Okay. Like <laughs> we're done. Yeah, like nobody cares that much. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I don't think there's any negative. I mean, Nissan probably thinks they'll have a negative image because of this. But I don't think buyers care that much. They just want it fixed. I w- I think it would hurt a little bit. Do you? Yeah, like uh-huh. you know, uh, it's it's okay. You know how okay. So the Supra came out with the six speed transmission. Yes. 
that knocked off a few points from the Z. Absolutely. The w- the Ford Mustang won the five-year better buy last week. It did, indeed. And that knocked a few points off the Z. Okay, so that's what you this mean. This felt to me like it knocked a few points off the Z also. Uh, right? Again, even more. Even if they fix the issue. Yeah. I mean, the fact that there's already a history of problems with this transmission, too, right? right? right. With uh, with it being used in other cars. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm, I don't know, man. It's kind of, I don't want to be the guinea pig for the first one. Definitely now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If I do end up getting one, I'm going to wait for round two, 2024. So like a se- second gen. or Not a, second gen. Oh, just, just a second year, year Second or third year. Got it. Right? Got it. They, they've maybe made some adjustments or whatever to the issues that are popping up. Right. But right. Not that I was going to get an automatic anyway, since they offer the manual transmission. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But still, I think Latco makes the manual also. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm not, I'm not too happy oh, with this. Oh, they make the manual also. Yeah. For them. I think so. And per the report that Nissan submitted to the NHTSA, mm-hmm. the issue appears to stem from loose tolerances in the manufacturing of the transmission components. Oh, so it's very much okay. a Latco issue. Ah, According yikes. to what Nissan has submitted, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's sort of the issue. So the parking Paul, that's what they're calling a Paul, P-A-W-L. That's the name of the, that's okay. the, name of the part. Okay. So. Uh, when you l- use the tab to lock the vehicle in place, it actually mm-hmm. doesn't engage the components to engage the gearbox. That's how loose it is. That's why I don't like the electronic brake Same buttons. here, I, man. I, yeah, like the more components you put into yeah, this, yeah, the more yeah. the things will go bad. I mean, it makes electric brakes scary. Yeah, it does. Right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, so I guess point being, I don't see it devalued. I still kind of leave the Z below uh, those two cars we mentioned, the Supra and the Mustang. Yeah. Um, it'll be a drift car. It'll be like a beater drift car someday. Yeah. For a lot of people. <laughs> oh, definitely. So. And, like, okay, the the what scares me the most about this is that it seems to be an issue with the machining in the transmission, okay. right? So there's no, as far as I know so far, there's no, like, ECU fix, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. there's and this implies that you would need to remove the transmission and open re- it up and open it up and fix it or replace it with a new one yes. in order to fix this issue. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. issue. If if in fact it's, it's the tolerance. It's not a bolt-in problem. <laughs> it's not a bolt-in problem. <laughs> that's a nightmare. Or, I mean, it is a bolt-in problem, but it's a heavy, heavy, yeah, heavy it's a lot of work. Problem. It's essentially a lot so of work. So the development of the Remedy is still in progress. Uh-huh. We still don't know what the Remedy is going to be. Nissan needs to figure that out. Uh-huh. They're investigating that now. So for now, if you ordered one, you're going to have to wait for you to get it. I wonder how the, that's how pissed off the uh, people in the queues are on the, on the order list. Yeah, I don't know. I think if I was in the queue, I'd be like, yeah, take me off the list. Ah, you okay. Know? Okay. You know, it's a little, uh, I don't know, but I'm a little more risk averse. Maybe there's some people who really, really want it. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Why would you spend that much money on something that is potentially bad? I don't know. To some people, it's not that much money. There's also that. True. Yeah, very true. We're just the broke foos. Anyway, yeah. next headline. All right, so uh, you love to hate online auctions for cars. Uh, Sometimes bring a trailer. Bring a trailer. Yeah, bring a trailer. I, I'm I'm friendly with eBay. Okay, how about cars and bids? Uh, I don't know enough about them yet. Okay. but based on what you've said, they uh-huh. operate similarly to based, cars and bids. They all do. They have to make a profit. Right, but it's where they make their profit. Right, like eBay makes their profit off the seller. 
Oh, that's that's your issue that, with bi- yeah. breaking trailers. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. So anywho, Cars and Bids has a throwback in my well, I don't I won't say it'll pluck my heartstrings, but there is a two thousand three Toyota Matrix on what? Car- <laughs> <laughs> what why are we talking about it's this? It's just weird because okay, so what's crazy about this car is that it only has on the odometer 400 miles. Yeah, because nobody wants to drive them. <laughs> <laughs> it is a base model 2003 Toyota Matrix Which means automatic. it's got a stick. Oh, it's automatic. Automatic oh on top of God, it. Dude. So okay. who in their right mind bought this car? And I guess my question, which I'll lead to you, is back when this car was for sale, it MSRP'd at $14,000. Okay. Um, today's money, that's twenty two something 22 change. Let's say 22 three. Do you think this car will hit at auction above? Let's play prices right above or below this this uh, price. And if yes, where above a beloved above or below fourteen thousand? No, twenty two. Because that's that's today's um, adjusted oh, the, dollars. Uh, that's uh, the adjusted accounting dollars. for inflation. Yes. Um, uh, I think it will sell for eight thousand dollars. You think it? Well, okay. It's currently. Uh, I'll give you the. How many days are on the auction already? Uh, four days left, and it's uh. currently at seven seven. Oh my god! <laughs> that means it will go for more than that potentially. I mean, there's always a last minute crunch. Yes, absolutely. What? Yeah. I mean, <sighs> this is yeah. What came to mind for me was that let's say I'm, let's say I'm like fifty years old. Okay. Right. Like now I'm, you know, hopefully a one of my investments has paid off yeah. and I'm in a comfortable place. Okay. And all of a sudden a 2013 Kia Rio pops up on yes. cars and bids for 400 miles, with 400 miles manual, right, manual transmission. And mm. I'm like, Oh dude, the car that started it all, <laughs> you know? And then, so uh-huh. then, so then I bid some stupid amount of money to get it. Okay. That scenario is the only scenario in which I would believe that this could hit higher. That this could hit higher, but like, and and the reason why it applies is that that makes sense to me. I have some emotional attachment to that car, mm-hmm. so there's got to be somewhere out, someone out there who has an emotional attachment to the Matrix. Toyota Matrix. That's the only way that it happens. And in my mind, I'm like, no one in their right mind would pay. You know, more than three thousand dollars for a matrix at this mm-hmm. point. Like, why? Mm-hmm. You know, but I don't understand that attachment. Just like people, yes, that I've talked to face to face, or like, why? The Rio why is this Rio at the track? Like, ah, you know, like, yeah, you're yeah, here yeah, in yeah. a Rio. What? Yeah, yeah you know? that's true. So, uh, so it, I can I can under empathize that way. Okay, so let me so let's swap it in for a Rio. Okay. Let's swap the car in for a Rio and it's 400 miles. Yeah. Your year all your same exact car. Yeah. Would you be at or near original MSRP? No, no. No, I ain't no chump. <laughs> Okay. Okay. No. You no. max out at where? See, uh, the way I think this would play out for me is I would see it and I'd be like, man, it'd be cool to own it. Yeah. And then I would look for like a private party option. Oh, okay. And I would probably settle for it having like a hundred and fifty thousand miles. Okay. You know, <laughs> and like spend three grand on and it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Okay, and then the swapping motors on those things is not hard. Oh, okay. You know, so okay. it's like okay. 
uh, I'd probably do that. I don't know, man. I mean, just the I- the idea of paying MSRP for a car mm-hmm. twenty years later just seems like it's not a scam, but it feels like a scam. Yes, that's you true. know very true. It's like someone's getting one over on you. That's yeah. what it feels like. I felt the same way because a, a Celica, a two thousand Celica, the last gen Celica, right? Was Another ugly car. <laughs> <laughs> my car <laughs> uh it was carbon blue stick shift gts had okay. um a legit body kit from a brand that used to make the body kits for them it was the right one kaminari yeah it came up and my wife was like do you want to bid on it i'm like hell no <laughs> like, uh, what like, yeah no there's there's zero desire i think it landed in the 20s 22 yeah, you're like you're like pinky up with the s2000 now that's uh, why maybe I, maybe I'm a little too, <laughs> i'm too fancy for my celica <laughs> i get it though you yeah. know like you hit different stages you do and it's hard to go back right unless it is unless it was a good platform like the e36 even then right like it's it in my head right and mm-hmm. then let's see if you if you agree right okay. so there's 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 two E36 owners, right? Mm-hmm. If there's, um, if you own, let's say, the G80 M3, mm-hmm. right, and then you buy an E36, yeah, if it, it's a different purchase, it feels different to yourself, to everybody else, than if you're buying the same car, but it's your daily. It's your only car. Oh, where? Oh, secondary right. toy car. Yeah, it's buying the car the on a different level. Yeah, yeah, yeah secondary toy toy car. Yeah. yeah, yeah, kind of like the fun car, air quotes, or the nostalgia right. car. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So at that point, once once you've hit uh, like, you hit S two thousand status, right? Mm-hmm. So now you're only gonna buy the classic shit boxes. <laughs> <laughs> That's true because I was gonna say if it right? was a Civic Si EM1, yeah, I would have tried to bid there on you it. Go. Maybe. There yeah. you go, there you go. But and re- and the Celica is the faster car. Yeah, but it's not a classic. It's not a classic, right? Exactly. Right, right, it's right, like getting right. back into the Prelude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you're know? right. You're actually right. You it know? doesn't have the classic status. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ah, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, that's. But it's yeah, <laughs> it's, it's pretentious. It's, but it's, it's 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 like the unspoken pretentious side of car ownership. Absolutely. Because there is that, right? Yeah, e- there is. Even if you don't want to admit it yes. right like yeah, there's yeah, yeah. certain plas- uh, platforms have the correct prestige yeah to warrant yeah. exactly yeah being a like classic a, lo- a lot of people like to say oh yeah it's a nostalgia buy nostalgia buy mm-hmm. but let's not ignore the fact that there is a little prestige there too yes right yeah yeah, yeah the celica is nostalgic but there's no prestige correct. so i'm not gonna buy it correct right whereas the e36 m3 to you doesn't have as much nostalgia you're correct, but right? I, I but respect you would the pre- prestige. But the prestige yeah, carries yeah. you over the edge. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Oh, man, the Absolutely. psychology of shitbox buying. <laughs> 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 Got to write a book, John. <laughs> this this whole podcast has been premised on, the, <laughs> on it, right? So, yeah, yeah and the psychology been... of buying a shitbox, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, prestige plus nostalgia equals purchase. Uh, yes, right? Versus, and, and money. Yeah, yes. Like the only people buying Celicas now... I don't know who is buying. Who would buy? Who's buying the Celica now? There's got to be somebody that real. Well, I didn't have a stick shift, so that reduced my love for it by yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, 
there must be somebody that feels like there's some nostalgia there. I just it was late in the Fast and Furious game when that car came out. Yeah. So there were so many cars that overshadowed it um, that I don't know who's buying it. I guess some people are. But, yeah, it does. It just doesn't it doesn't have the prestige. Even out here, we didn't see a lot of them. Really? Yeah. And I, I think I asked you this before. Was it considered a girl car out here? No. OK. OK. Uh, My cousin said I had a girl car and I, I always your cousins are sexist. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Out here, I think the only car. From my experiences, the only thing that in my circles we saw as girl cars mm-hmm. were six-cylinder muscle cars. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. The Miata had the meme thing. But not but necessarily not really. on the rep. No, not oh, really. okay. Like, when you said girl car, you were like, oh, she has a V6 Mustang. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, that was, that was it. There was... Not, no other car was not really the Celica, a girl car. No. Even the Celica, I mean, Porsche Boxster. There was no, no, no. If it that, like that's a sports car. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Even the Celica out here got respect. A like if you had the GTS, if yeah. there was like red letters on your car, like, <laughs> yeah, boy, you're doing all right. You're all right, doing all right. All right. But then yeah. they saw the automatic boo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But at that the automatic was referred to as the girl transmission when I was growing up. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm glad we've shed all this. Yeah. And put it behind us. Absolutely. But yeah, no, that was that's funny. It is funny. Yeah. It's that, gatekeeping. That was the cause even wow, even until like the twenty tens. It was still there was still like the V six Mustang is a girl. Like I remember okay. I remember being at work and mm-hmm. one of the girls, one of my coworkers, female coworkers, bought a Mustang. Uh huh. And like all the guys were in there like, it's a V6. <laughs> oh. Right. Oh, you bought a V6 Mustang. Oh, what a surprise. You know, it's sort of the pumpkin spice latte of cars. You know what's funny about that? Actually, now that I'm thinking about what you're saying, in Detroit, Metro Detroit, Many kids would get V6 Mustangs as their first car. Okay. It was never considered, if automatic, it was never considered girl car for us. Interesting. It is. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's unfounded, yeah. realistically, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what I don't know what it is. It's amazing. Yeah, it's just amazing it's, that that car just, culture it, is so different. Yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's I mean, snobbery. It, the, like, car, car culture was so male-dominated. For so long. That's also true. So, I mean, it is rooted in a little bit of sexism, if we're being honest. Yeah, that's right. right. That's like, right. it's kind of like, oh, you're, you you got the yeah, you got the lesser quality car. Right, right. right. But, yeah, right, no, right, right. I think for us, I mean, in a lot of our circles, it was it was automatic. The automatic versus stick shift. Got it. Yeah, you would have gotten <laughs> shit on out I, here. I would expect. I would have hoped that if my parents and I grew up out here or we lived out here, that they would have gotten me a stick shift. Uh, why? It wouldn't have made a difference, right? Like, Yeah, I, I still don't understand the logic my parents – remember I told, yeah, I told yeah. you why. They yeah. felt like more maintenance on the manual. Yeah, they, th- they thought you were a girl, right? That too. That could have been <laughs> it. That could have been it. Or they no, wanted a girl, another no, but girl. Like, but yeah. for, for people that didn't listen to that episode, why, why – like, They – my dad believed that I would ruin the clutch – and therefore, he'd have to pay for getting clutches replaced. Uh, I I didn't. So I didn't. I we're gonna go into the psychology of sure, this now, right? Sure, like, sure, sure, sure. Were you like a clumsy kid or something? Not clumsy. It was like it was either an. Ex- also, the benefit is then the whole family could drive it. 
and they never did. So that was the that was the thing. That must have been yeah, and then all the other stuff was just padding to to maybe yeah. But we dude, we had five cars and there's four people in the house. Ballers, two shit boxes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So yes. So and they were all automatics except yeah, they were all automatics. So there that that argument didn't ever hold. My mom never drove my car. My dad might have a few times. My sister once. And that's literally all of the people that drove it outside of myself and girlfriends. That's crazy. That's crazy because I didn't even have to ask for stick shift. Yeah, it was expected. It was just expected. Mm. Yeah, like you're getting the cheap shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like yeah. it was. That's just how it was gonna. But also, like I mean, my dad's first automatic car was, I mean, even including his work truck. Uh huh. I mean, it wasn't until. 2022 <laughs> uh no it had to have been like 20 2010 so they still had trucks that were manual back at that point yeah a lot of work trucks and stuff and okay and uh no that's not true okay. i think the exp- we had an explorer that was automatic okay but then okay. even after that explorer yeah, my, my, frontier my mom got the, the xterra yeah that was yeah. stick shift yeah so yeah, stick shift was normal for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did have family members that were known for burning clutches. Okay, but in general, they were clumsy people, so you knew. Uh, right? I see. Yeah. But now it makes more sense, right? That they like, you know, yeah. your dad wanted to drive it too. But and like, like I said, he never did, so it's like that. That's not an excuse. Yeah, he was like, I wonder if you know. And he can drive stick. He grew up driving stick, so it's like, oh, what the hell? Yeah. See, that's. I know we so had this discussion last yeah, time. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I had the same outrage last <laughs> time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, that's so weird. Yeah. Maybe he burned a ton of clutches. I'm pretty Maybe sure I said that too. Maybe that could be it. Yeah, that could be it. Yeah. And the Civic Si that I sold to my friend, it's still on the original clutch. 200k miles. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's. And I don't, I don't know it. that you've ever had an issue. Nope. Not at all. Man, Other than stalling out a Porsche Boxster, never really had. Were you self conscious about the automatic? Uh yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, yeah, without question. So what would you do? Like, um, what are some things that you did to due to the through the self consciousness? Well, there's nothing I can do. Okay. Right? Yeah. I can't. You can technically swap out the knob. But the way the knob looked on that, but is I mean different. more so in your in your behavior, right? Like if oh. somebody was walking up to the car, would you like try to sneak away or like well, like the, those type of things? No, the windows were tinted. Oh, okay, <laughs> so there's one. Yeah, right? so that's yeah, one. But yeah. that's more like I wanted them tinted, even okay. though they were legal. Okay. Um, so the, I did get have to get those fixed and removed. Uh, really, that's it. I okay. mean, I did what I could with the car. Spent a ton of money on OEM original parts. And then I crashed it, and maybe, you know, that was its fate. <laughs> Well-deserved, in a, in a yeah, sense. So it was on purpose. Yeah, it could yeah. have been. Nonetheless, it's gone. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, let's get into our next headline. The RSX Type S is back, Randy. Oh, yeah. But this time, you don't have to buy Integra emblems on eBay. Okay. Okay. So they spied the mm-hmm. Acura Integra Type S yes. on the street. Did you see this? I I did hear about it, and I think I read it. So the reason why they think it's the Type S mm-hmm. is because the triple exhaust, right, that the Type oh, R yeah. has is mm-hmm. is on this. Um, oh, that's the main camouflaged, indicator. yeah, Integra. Uh huh. Obviously, Acura trademarked the Type S. We covered that like three months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're expecting the Type S to come out. Ah. Do we care? It makes it. 
more appealing. Right, but like, as are, an enthusiast, are you, are you getting the Type S over the Type R? Ooh, that's a good question. For more luxury, if I wanted like leather seats, maybe a yes. Do you want leather seats? Do not in California, not too yeah, much. Yeah, no. Unless they're like air cooled, like you know how they, they have the wind that blows. Which I would hope they are. Yeah. If it has that and the moonroof, I might lean Type S a little bit. But what you're doing is you're now making it slower than a Type R. So that's the question is, are they going to detune it? Which they might. Well, even without the detune, right? You add a moonroof, that's oh, a ton of weight, yeah, right? Yeah. You're, you're adding luxury features, that's probably a ton yes. of weight. Yeah, yeah. So it's just going to be slower. I'll take it. I'll take some of those those two creature comforts, especially the... Uh, Perforated, air blown uh, on my balls seats. Integra Type S. Integra Type S. Nissan Z. Ooh, um, Z just because more power. Okay. And real sports car, true sports car. Ah, man. Uh, Family factors aside. In- Integra Type S. Mm-hmm. Corolla GR. Uh, Corolla GR. Isn't that interesting? Integra Type S. Uh huh. Eight six turbo. 8.6 turbo. Yeah. 8.6, let's say the uh, Corolla GR engine, right? Yeah. I might take the GR. There is no scenario, including myself, uh-huh. right, in which we would get the, the type, type S. Over anything but the type. Well, in my case, I only said type R. was. Yeah, the, that's true. Yeah. And I, w- I would still get the Civic. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're actually one. absolutely right. Even NA GR, I would probably still. Really? Just because rear wheel drive. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. And I'm saving money. So there's two arguments there now. Yeah. So there's two pros. I will say, though, to accurate credit. Mm hmm. It's cool that they're doing this. Yes. You know, like I think, you know, let's not be complete haters mm-hmm. or I won't be a complete hater. Yeah. And that I think it's cool that they're coming out with a type S. Mm-hmm. What I find odd, though, is that in a lot of the stuff that I was reading, they were comparing it to the old Integra and completely ignoring the RSX, where I think it's more of a natural successor to the RSX than a Integra than the Integra. Yeah. Yeah, that makes you sense. Know? Yeah. And that's probably marketing, you know? That's that probably what it is. Because the RSX didn't do too well. Yeah, no. You know, right. In terms of sort of solidifying itself in the in the car ether, I yeah. guess. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, it's interesting. I'm curious to see what it'll look like. It won't have the big wing that the Civic Type R has. Mm. I'm curious about the tuning, what that will look like. If they're going to equal it or b- detune is what you're saying. Yeah, right? yeah, whatever it may be. I am curious, but, yeah, I, I don't know. There are so many cars, so many cars just in the new car segment. Yeah. That I would take before this car. If it was 15 to 20 horsepower more than the Type R, is it still a no? If my only choices are Civic Type R and, and Integra Type, Type R, Type or S. Type S. Yeah. And Integra Type S has a little bit more power because it can only squeeze so much out. This right? is sort of a, like kind of a express five-year better buy Ooh, answer. yeah, kind of. But I would take the Civic Type R. That's kind of true. I mean, just in the Type R versus Type S situation yeah 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 you know even though the even though the type s is a type r and type s clothing yes yes it's i i think long term you're still better off with the civic 
prestige. Yeah, prestige. <laughs> yeah, and I car don't. I, I don't expect either car to remain in my stable long term. Oh, it's just a give it a it shot. It would just be give it a yeah. shot. Yeah. yeah, have some fun for a little while and then mm-hmm. sell it. Mm. So you'd probably get more money off of the Type, R, type R as a result. Yeah, I ah, think so. I think so. Okay. But let's go on to our next headline. All right. So Fanatic or Fanatec, whatever okay. uh, way you want to say it, okay. is no longer alone in the direct drive steering wheel segment. I saw this and I have <laughs> opinions. Okay. <laughs> so the Logitech G Pro wheel. Um, I probably jumbled all those words up, but that's the name yeah. of the steering wheel. Yeah. is a direct drive um, steering wheel from Logitech now, who yes. is a maker of really good aftermarket PC and whatever peripherals for gaming and all that jazz. Right, right, right. Yada yada. So we had the, I had the G29. You still have the G29. Yeah. Um, I've tried the Thrustmaster actually, and. Any um, mixed results or mixed feelings. I kind of still lean G29, ironically. Yeah. Um, so Logitech is great. They launched and announced this direct drive wheel. It is priced at, did you see the pricing? I did. $1,000 for just the wheel. Just the wheel, dude. 350 for the pedals. Yes. So pricing-wise against Fanatec, it's close Fanatec or Fanatic is a little cheaper. Well, Fanatic, you get load cell pedals, eight newton meters, and a better looking wheel yes. for nine hundred and sixty bucks. It ends up like shipped. Well, no, the load cell is extra. No, not with the nine hundred sixty dollar package. Oh, is that? Yeah, you, it comes you, with the load cell. You did the full yeah. bundle. Yeah. Whereas the G, the uh, Logitech Pro mm-hmm. is uh, it's eleven lo- newton meters. Correct. Right, so it's a little higher, but mm-hmm. no pedals, and it's a thousand dollars. Yes, and it is a load cell pedal, but it's yes. three hundred and fifty dollars on top of those thousand. Yeah. and the wheel looks like a ninety Sparco wheel. It does, it does. So that y- does not appeal to you. No, and the and the direct drive like unit uh-huh. is bigger. It's enormous. It's bigger. It looks like yeah. the G twenty nine. It looks like the G twenty nine. Yes, I love the 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 slick small look of the oh, of the Fanatic or Fanatec okay. or whatever oh, sure, it is. Sure. You know, and so it's weird to me mm-hmm. that they would take this route. Like, I feel like maybe they need that much real estate to make 11 Newton meters happen. Sure, sure. But I don't think so. Well, to your point, the Fanatic is boosted by just a bigger power unit. Right. A bigger AC adapter. Yeah, yeah, essentially, yeah. Essentially, from five to eight. Yeah. So maybe it's built into the actual box itself. Yeah. That extra juice. Maybe. It could be. That's probably it because I think the AC adapter is a lot sleeker. And but slower. that was really disappointing for me. Okay. So not – I would also assume that Logitech has more manufacturing capabilities than, oh, a, s- 100%. than a small shop like Fanatic. Yeah. I mean, Fanatic, I don't think it's small by any means. Yeah. But – not the behemoth that Logitech Correct. Is. So the yeah. availability will be there, is my point. Absolutely, and yeah. And the Logitech, uh, sorry, the Fanatic has not been available for months. Yeah. Since May or June, I think, was the last time the DD Pro was available. And I think I think Logitech is exploiting that advantage. Rightfully so. To what, I think, to... To a too detriment. far of a degree. Oh, because of the pricing, you mean? Yeah, like oh, if they would have okay. done let, I mean let if they would have done eleven hundred dollars all in. Yeah, right. They would have had my money. 
Ah. Yeah. Swipe, oh. motherfucker. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at thirteen fifty. Yeah. Before tax and shipping. Yeah. Now I had question marks. Ah, that's true. Right? Now I'm scrutinizing your devices a little more. Right. right? What does this look like? Is it going right. to look good in my room? Yeah. How does the wheel look like? Yeah. Yeah. How do the pedals perform? Oh, wait, we don't know. It's new. Yeah. I'm going right. to wait until the YouTubers get their hands on it. Uh, and the used market will be better for it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's more for available. sure. There'll be, be more available. Bigger yeah. name. It'll be yeah. sold in stores, I presume, like GameStop. Yeah, and... That's the advantage of it being a Logitech, right? Yes. Because a G29 on the Logitech website mm-hmm. is going to cost you what whatever the MSRP is, it's right? It's 299 Th- right now. The 299, MSRP. right? Yeah. But like Black Friday sales, mm-hmm. Labor Day sales, whatever, you can find them at Target or on Amazon for like 180. Yeah, and that's brand new. Right? And so you're going to get a situation with this new Logitech Pro device yes. that's going to be heavily discounted like that. Right. So don't I would say don't jump the gun and buy them immediately. I made this mistake with the Garmin Catalyst. Oh, really? Right? Like, as soon as they came out, I was like, oh, hell yeah, this is dope. I need a timing device. Obviously, the timing had a lot to do with it, but I bought it immediately, right? Oh, it just came out when you bought it. It had just come out when I bought it. Oh, And then three months later, there's already like $100, $150 off sales. Oh. Right? So I think the same thing is going to happen with this. Like, with big, bigger manufacturers, right? Yeah, they can do that. They can do that, and that's essentially what's going to happen. And that's what I'm going to wait for. Black Friday. 2024 yeah. or 23 23 but i also want to see how it does right so i'm going to wait for mm. the youtube people to put their stuff out yeah and see how it compares to the at least from their opinion i mean it's kind of hard to tell yes how it compares to the fanatic because right. this whole time i've been waiting for the fanatic i know and it's yeah never well you could buy it uh piecemeal but it's never yeah not, yeah that's another thing too i'm just like a la carte it's never it hasn't been listed cheap enough mm-hmm. on like offer up and stuff for me to not want to buy it new. Oh yeah, right. Fair and, enough. And because I have the G twenty nine, although I don't have like it's not the same, mm-hmm. it's good enough. That's right? true. That yeah. I would argue is definitely. So true. I'm like, okay, I'll just wait until something pops up that's cool, that's nice, or cheap enough, or whatever. It's new. It's cool that Logitech has made it into the space yes. after Thrustmaster has been saying forever that we're going to get into the direct Correct. drive space and yes. they haven't yet. Yes. But yeah, they they are really trying to gouge us a, a little bit. Like that's by what, 200 300 bucks, I think. That's those are all good arguments. I'd yeah. say hold off, wait, get it next year Black Friday. Yeah. And then yeah, you'll be in the direct drive world. Yeah, eventually. man. But let's get into our last headline. Uh, what is the worst Top Gear guest ever? I'll give you a hint. Tom Cruise. Wrong. <laughs> Gotta get that. Uh, Gotta get that, that, that. Uh, is that some rapper? That oh, I'm my God. I can't believe. I, I'm surprised that you haven't been able to get it. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Oh, when he lied, that um, Black Eyed Peas guy. <laughs> Uh, why is it Will I am. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, now, yeah, who yeah. is the worst designer ever? Will I am. Will I am, man. <laughs> yes, so yes. The Will I am G has come out, okay. or the Will I AMG has come out. Have you seen this concept no, car? No, I have not at all. So the, he collaborated with Mercedes. Okay. To come up with a G wagon faced concept car with suicide doors. Okay, Will I am G. Yeah, it's actually it's based on the AMG GT four door sedan. 
Okay. Um, and Mercedes calls this the visible symbol of the goals of Mercedes and AMG and Will I Am to boldly drive forward new ideas, push boundaries, and dare to do the impossible. Okay. So, wow. So it's a collab, a design collab. It's a it's design like, collab assembled uh -huh. by none other than West Coast Custom. Oh, God. This is like quite possibly the worst like '90s throwback. Yeah, right, early 2000s, 2000s. throwback. Yes, that, that you could have come up with. The yeah. only good thing is that the proceeds from this venture uh -huh. are gonna go to help disadvantaged students uh, in like STEM, okay, uh, education. So that's cool. Yeah, but Mercedes has also filmed a six-part documentary called Drive. Really, on the making. Of this. Of this piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> you mean uh, um, uh, fiberglass. <laughs> fiberglass, yeah. It, you know, that this felt a lot like the Gotham garage stuff that we okay. were talking about. Yes. When you yes. look at the are you looking at the car? I now? am looking at the car, yeah. What do you think of the car? We'll throw it up too right now. Yes. Uh it's it looks like an old um Aston Martin from the eighties. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like yeah. just some unknown or just a non memorable luxury car. With no power from the 80s due to the gas crisis or whatever. Yeah. There's nothing nice about the lines. Um, yeah, nothing about it stands out to me. And every car that Will I Am has put out yes. has been bad. Agreed. Every concept he's put out has been bad. Well, there's three, right? There's the DeLorean one, right? I don't know what they remember what they were called. But, yeah, there have been three. There was the Corvette one. Yeah. <laughs> from the or the first gen Corvette, right? That was so one. Yeah, that one was bad, but that was better than the DeLorean, I think. I don't know. And he lied on Top Gear, right? Yeah, yeah. Saying that he was like he was manufacturing these in Compton. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. That's why he goes down in in the books as the worst guest, man. Yeah. But yeah, they get keep giving him designing gigs, and I'm thinking like. I, I'm thinking this is just like they're trolling us. This is just a marketing thing. It is right. It has to be. Like they, they, the, they're welcoming the outrage because you and I are now talking about it. That's true. And or they're trying to connect to younger buyers potentially. Why go with Will I Am? <laughs> you could go with Takashi Six Nine. That's true. Right. If That's you want to appeal to those younger kids. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Wh like who? Because he's the safe one. He's a safe bet. He is a Super Bowl performer. Oh, you're <laughs> right. Right? But, I mean, Will I Am, there was a period in our lives mm -hmm. that you couldn't go to a club, you couldn't party at yeah, all. True. Without hearing the Black Eyed Peas. That's very true. That Those days are long gone. Yeah, he's past his... Right. He's the Wyclef Jean of the 2010s. Oh, yeah, <laughs> dude. Yeah, right? big time. Yeah. Big yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just odd to me that he would be the choice to drive that. Right? Again, he's the sa he's like a safe. He's not a y Kanye crazy. You're right, but I mean there are other safe. There must be. I'm just not thinking of Jonas Brothers or something. Maybe like yeah, that maybe that probably has wider appeal than yeah. Will I Am at yeah. this point. Yeah. You know, yeah. like yeah. I but don't he, they, maybe they had they needed an urban thing. <laughs> maybe <laughs> right. So then, who lands there? That's safe. Yeah. I don't know. I but can't think of Will it. I Am mm -hmm. and the Will I Am G. That's so corny. Yeah, dude. It was. It's so bad. It, it is. It is. It is. It, I don't know, man. I. 
I don't understand the intention other than to generate outrage. So you think that it's purely an outrage approach rather than a like yeah a I think real this attempt is like, a, like bad pub- no publicity is uh-huh. bad publicity type of situation here. Okay, I'm surprised that Mercedes collaborated with him on this. Me too, actually, quite frankly. You know, like I mean, he hasn't been relevant for a while, at least not like outwardly. Maybe he's producing and stuff. Yes, but yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with <laughs> little tangent. Okay. Did and my have I ever told you that in my elementary school, uh, the Black Eyed Peas performed? No, you didn't. So when I was in elementary school, they weren't that big yet. Yeah. So I was in. This has got to be early nineties. Yeah. Early nineties elementary school. At the gym. At the gym. At the auditorium. Yeah. Okay. At the okay. auditorium, they played. Okay. I don't know that Fergie was there yet. No. Yeah, she was not a, a relevant yet. Yeah. But uh, Will I Am was there. Apple D app. Apple D app was there. Yeah, my, my boy, my Filipino yeah, boy. Yeah, and they gave all of us VHSs <laughs> of what? <laughs> of their music video. Really? I wish I still had it, but they gave all the students like. So this is v- pre DVD. This is pre DVD. Yeah, this is pre DVD for sure, dude. And they performed at our auditorium. Okay, dude. Like that school gave us a lot of cool stuff. You know, they, they they brought in the guy that produced the Mortal Kombat song. Okay. The, per- from the original movie? From the original movie uh-huh. uh, to the to the auditorium. And he live mixed like uh, the, Mortal the Mortal Kombat song. And we're all like, yeah. Really? Yeah, dude, yeah. How did you guys get the plug for that? I don't know who was connected with them, but we got a lot of artists. I mean, I even told you of... When I performed my own rap, yes, right, that we got taught by some like they were conscious rappers, okay, but yeah, okay. they taught us how to write and stuff like that, yeah, and so we had a lot of little things like that, and one of those acts was the Black Eyed Peas. Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, we even got the Mountain Dew helicopter to land at our school. What the heck? Yeah, right. <laughs> what? Right. That's so weird. Now that I think, now that I'm thinking about all these things, I'm like, what the hell? That wasn't w- normal. And what was that for? To no promote reason, Mountain just to give us something to do, I guess. They weren't. They didn't give us Mountain Dew. They weren't going to give a bunch of little kids Mountain Dew, but the Mountain Dew helicopter landed in our baseball in our baseball field, and again we're all like, "Yeah, you know, like this is cool." So they had the, all the students come out of school. So yeah. So as the uh, we're all like, they put us all in line right sure. outside of our rooms. Okay. And then you hear the yeah, and we're everybody's like, "Yeah, we're excited." As the helicopter, they wait for the helicopter to land. Uh-huh. Once it has safely landed, yes, they let they started guiding us to to the to where to the baseball field where it had landed, and okay. they still had the blades going. Uh-huh. So we felt like the, the you know wind. the the wind in the helicopter. And uh-huh. most of I mean most of us haven't seen a helicopter before. Fair enough. At that point, and we're all like, oh, all right, cool. And it was like the Mountain Dew helicopter. For, no, that's it. That was <laughs> it. That was it. It landed, and the guy came out, and he's talking to us about his helicopter. He goes back in, he flies away. That's it. Really? That's all it was. That's weird. Yeah, it wasn't. They weren't promote. I mean, I guess they were promoting Mountain Dew subliminally. I guess telling us to drink Mountain Dew. Man, I was stuck on Mountain Dew for a little while after that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Now that I think about it, uh, um, but yeah, that w- there were so many little things like that 
that that happened. So that was like school. your Kool Aid Man, like yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure, yeah. That was our Kool Aid Man. And now man. you're yeah. drinking that shit. Yeah, okay. now we were drinking it. Like yeah, okay, I mean, yeah. In the middle school, I drank a lot of Mountain Dew. Okay, that's well, that's weird. Well, all of that is weird. Yeah, all yeah. of that is very weird. Yeah, but our I don't know our our elementary school. I I swear was from a different dimension. Did you guys have Dare? Yeah, we had Dare. So we had what we had. We had Dare, but it wasn't called Dare. It was. Called it was what? called Same. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Students against narcotics. Something. Something. Okay. What is drug? Drug abuse resistance education. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, and and every time I've talked to someone about this, same. they're like, "Same." <laughs> What the hell is uh-huh, saying? Uh-huh. You guys had like the bootleg version of dare. You Correct. Didn't, you didn't even get real like drug education. Right. Well, it, maybe you did. Maybe sure. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, like that. That school. Yeah, was a different dimension type of school. For sure. Total tangent. Anyway. Yes, very very. Anyway, those are your headlines for the week. Right Let's on. get into our next segment, which is I don't remember the gatekeepers. Yes. So. Um, Car meets, yes, or yeah, bigger scale car meets. Mm-hmm. Really, like when they're organized by organizations, mm-hmm. right? Tend to favor a specific type of car. Yeah, um, supercars. Yes. Right. If you arrive in a supercar, you're arriving in the you're parking in the front. Yes. Um. And in your experience, so it, let's call out the actual car meet yeah oc cars and coffee oh yeah that one specifically in yeah. san clemente yeah now yeah it used to be in at mazda headquarters in irvine right? yeah 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 um you went there year a few years ago yeah yeah when this podcast started yeah and did you show up in the rio no i had i had the e92 at that point oh you had the e92 yeah and so there's a fork in the entrance yeah and there's a person that points left or right yeah and yeah. you got the swipe left yeah <laughs> he's like uh, he's like exclaiming shitty good shitty yes. good yes and i mean i have my issues with that it's like dude first come first serve you know yeah. like yeah like what are you trying like let's get right into it right like what yeah. are you trying to achieve right like you're not selling anything here that's true. This is a car meet. Yes. Right? Like mm-hmm. are you are you attracting more cars? Right. By putting them all here. The rich cars would go swipe right. Yeah. The non supercars and hypercars. Uh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And you got sh- pointed to the left. I we got there we got there early enough to okay. where I didn't get pointed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But by the time everyone had arrived yeah they were pointing people we still ended up parking in the bootleg parking lot okay but we probably would have gotten kicked out i get i get the side of wanting to take pictures yes but i don't you don't like the fact that no i I don't get it it's not even that i don't like it okay it's like you can take a picture of a car and not have like just a bunch of supercars lined up Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm i I, but I also I'm very uh, egalitarian when it comes to what is the cars. definition of that? Like uh, it's sort of like everyone contributes the same. Okay, right. Okay. It's okay. kind of like that. And so it, a socialist mindset. Uh, kind not, of. Not oh, so no. much, right? Okay. Because it's it's like I think you've earned your stripes. Okay. 
right? By mere fact that you've dedicated time your, to your car, mm-hmm. that you don't need some stupid elitist gatekeeper. dude, gatekeeper, right? Yeah. Sitting in a parking lot telling you, nah, you're not good enough. Yes. Nah, you are. Yes. Would I feel differently if I had a supercar? Yes. No. No? No. Okay. I also would never have a supercar. Mm, I don't think so. Okay. Well, I would have a Koenigsegg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you could afford but it. But I wouldn't be driving that to the OC Cars and Coffee. Fair enough. You know? That's fair. So, but it's it's just kind of like, and so you start creating this us and them thing within yeah. within the car community. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you know, you, you will never get this. You will never get this, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. this is us and you guys are the scrubs. Yes. You know, the peasants get to sit over here. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, I, I don't think that's warranted. I think we can mix it up. It's fine. But I know that the supercar owners are like, oh, our cars are going to get dinged up. Or our, yeah. But everyone's walking around all the cars. Yeah, that's and true. Another thing I saw uh-huh. at these, the borderline cars, which I don't even consider them borderline cars. So Porsche. Jaguar F-types. Okay. That's like M3 territory. Also, Do Jaguar right? F-types deserve to be in a lineup with supercars? Wait, so they got the swipe right? They got the swipe right. And you got the swipe left? I didn't get swiped, but oh, I would have gotten swipe left. You would have gotten swipe I left? I think so, with for the sure. E92 with the E92. Yeah, it's just a regular car. But power, power-wise, power the F-type is the same as yours, is, is it not? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I Although mean, you're... I don't in- think... I don't consider the F-type... I consider the F-type below... The E92. I see them equally. Fuck you, Randy. <laughs> 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 no, no, but I, 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 I totally. I mean, I'm as saying, a I'm saying guy. It, as an owner, yes, I'm, I'm saying the E92 is better. If I'm being fair, yeah, they're on the same plane. Because I would just look at it as they're Euro, they're power-wise, they're in the same territory. Yeah, both V8s. Yes. You know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would own a BMW before a Jaguar. Th- there you go. But it's not like prestige-wise. Well, yeah, so anywho. Um, yeah, maybe I lost that argument. Nonetheless, <laughs> yeah, that's weird that the F-Type got the swipe right. Yeah. So then it becomes more of a... Uh, do you deserve to be here? Do you not deserve to be here? Yes. You know, like, is your car cool? Is your car not cool? And the thing is that this is one person's preferences. That's also very true. Right? Like, yes. I, and also, I mean, you can make that argument about me, right? But then if you account for the whole community of mm-hmm. cars arriving, some people want to see the, the supercar. Some people want to see... So fine. How about do this, right? Yeah. How about make camps? BMW yes. camp, yeah. JDM camp, mm-hmm. supercar camp, or Lamborghini camp, Ferrari camp. Yeah. Whatever. Do that, right? Yes. That makes more sense to me than you're good enough, you're not good enough. And that was going to be my argument, actually, was okay. maybe they're trying to do that. Yeah. But it is a only, there's only a, like a single line in the sand. Yeah, yeah. Essentially. And unfortunately, that lies with a dollar value rather than or like maybe uniqueness rather than well but then if you have like 50 like corvettes i mean that's stupid too and does a corvette qualify right exactly right like a c8 might is it a c8? why like, 
because it's new and so people want to see it so it's got this like attractive value whereas a c6 might go left but don't you want people to walk the whole meat that's true also you but know? then it's kind of like yeah that's weird that is kind of a hard hard like argument. i just i just see no reason no reason for it other than just being elitist right i will agree okay that a valet yeah for like a fancy restaurant uh-huh put the supercars in the front Oh, you would agree to that. That makes sense, okay. right? One, okay. no one's there to look at the cars. That's right? right. That's not you're not that's not what you're doing there, It's a right? protection type of thing. The whole premise of the fancy restaurant uh-huh. is that I'm better than you. Right? Oh, okay. I'm going to eat at a fancy spot and pay $200 per meal because I can. It's a rich flex. That's what it is. That's what the intention the restaurant wants to give the image and convey the image of, of high that, society. Of high society. Sure. Right? Yeah. So if they're arriving, yeah, park those cars in the front. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, cool. But at a car meet, it's kind of like just mix the cars up. Um, if you don't want your supercar dinged up, then don't go. Just like how you want, you don't want your car dinged up. I don't want mine dinged up. Yes, you know, like yes. we have the same concern for our cars. Right, you know, shit box or not. Yeah, shit box or not. Yeah, yeah, I don't care if it's full of dings. Yeah. I don't want another one. <laughs> you know, like like I, okay, you know. Okay. So it's just that's where I, that's where for me it's a little bit, it's silly. Mm. You know, and I know it's silly to be outraged about this and have it grind your my gears. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I am. You know, it's like it, it's all about. You know, like it's not necessarily about inclusivity; mm-hmm. it's about the message it sends, right? The just the pretentiousness, right? Of it. I, I, I much, I much rather have little Jimmy, sixteen-year-old, just got his Civic and put a nice front lip on it, and that's it. Uh-huh. Come to a meet, right, and get mixed up with 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 the hot rods, Koenigsegg. with the Koenigseggs, with the you know th- I don't know that a Koenigsegg will arrive there, but you know with the Lambos, with the E ninety twos, it's like, all right, cool, dude, you're one of us, uh-huh. you know. And th- now that kid, in fifteen years, might become the Ferrari guy. Okay, that's right? your argument. Yeah. Now, but I think maybe the logic actually is that they're putting you in a different camp. Is gonna make you want to, is gonna make it me- feel more exclusive, and therefore make you want to jump, make the jump to supercars. Yeah, that could be an argument. That could be an argument, but I don't think so, dude. Like, I think everybody deserves to feel cool, right? When they go to a meet, regardless of car, regardless of saying. car, right? Regardless okay. of car, no one should be said, no, sh- no one should be t- told, like, oh yeah, you deserve to be in the back, you know. That's a pretty good argument, but I guess I wonder, Lynn, I guess obviously I have to, I'm the devil's advocate here. Should the, a Civic, let's say EM1, be next to a Bugatti in that parking lot? I mean, well, okay, so let's think about what will happen to the crowds around the, that area of the, of the show. They'll all be taking pictures of the Bugatti. Yeah. They'll be leaning against the Civic to take the pictures. Actually, that's a good point. Right. The Civic would probably incur more damage than the Bugatti. Right. So in a way, like, by cordoning off all, like, hypercars and supercars, 
you're giving yes, you're giving them. Get out of here! <laughs> Get out of here, Randy, dude! <laughs> somebody's got to play. Somebody's got to argue against you, John. And I'm the only one. No way! Yeah. So, so your 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 argument is to protect that the civic, to protect the shit boxes, keep it in the corner. <laughs> we we park yes. exclusively in supercar territory to protect your shit boxes. Yes, is not a valid <laughs> argument. <laughs> I was trying to come up with a good one. Although I mean, I could see, I could see, right? I could see it. I could see that you know someone looking at a Civic and be like, "Yeah, well, it's not a big deal. I'll lean on it." Yes, but like, there's an unspoken rule that a lot of people adhere to at car meets that mm. you don't lean on cars. That's true, right? People yes. get called out. I've seen mm -hmm. it, you know, and I'm and and I encourage everyone to call it out. So, but yeah, I I don't know, but you're you're right that I am more. Uh, I don't know that I call it socialist because I don't I don't I don't necessarily think that everyone should have a supercar. Yeah. Right. But I think that everyone deserves a space. I like your word egalitarian. Right. right? With fair. Yeah, exactly. Like without necessarily. I want to encourage. I eventually want to get to 2001 car scene. What do you mean? Oh, what was right? that like? Like major, everyone was into cars, right? And it was, oh. there was a meet at th every Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Every, mm. you know, during the week there were meets, right? You would have meets at Targets. Like, let's go have burgers at In-N-Out. And there's like a line of like 11 cars, uh, you know? Is that how it was? Oh, yeah, dude. Jeez. And it's, and it's, and, and we're not going to, we're not going to get that for a lot of other reasons. But, yes. you know, I, I, I don't think the, the supercar versus the rest of you guys there's helps no argument that message okay yeah fair enough. helps that message i think that from a people movement perspective by keeping certain cars together maybe like logistically for like yeah crowds and crowd management that might be a better way of having us not having a civic next to bugatti yeah kind of but unfortunately it can only be divided by some some dollar value and your car and a f-type kind of are in the gray area. Yeah, yeah. My S2000, I feel like, would definitely be a swipe left. Yeah. Versus what your car might land in the gray area. Because yeah. there's, air quotes, prestige. Yeah. To uh, classic car owners because it's European. Yeah. You know, like, JDM doesn't get that kind of respect. So we're, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're the Rodney Dangerfields <laughs> of <laughs> JDM is a little bit more Rodney Dangerfield yeah. than anything Euro. But, you know, tell us what you think, right? Should supercars have their own red carpet, like mm -hmm. red velvet rope? Yes. Or, you know, uh, should everything be mixed up? Mm -hmm. Well, what is it? What do you, I want to know what – am I alone in thinking this way? Yes. Right? Yeah. Like, I wonder if the Civic owners don't care. I mean, I don't really care about parking next to a supercar. I'm probably better off. Think but, so? Yeah. I also don't want to be told, like, you go over there. Right. And know? I think that's the more demeaning side of that whole yeah, experience. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like, modded car or, like, show cars versus non-show cars, I get. Mm. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, like, segregating by money, maybe not. Right. Maybe not. Yeah. I get that. I don't know. Okay. But we'll see. Mm -hmm. Now let's get into our last segment. Uh, this is an actual debate. Yes. Is the OEM car show dead? And really the OEM car show, OC Auto Show, LA Auto Show, Detroit Auto Show, SEMA, mm -hmm. uh, you know, those type of shows, mm -hmm. are they dead? Well, okay, so the reason this topic came up was the Detroit Auto Show finally moved to not the cold 
month of the year. Okay. They used to be in January, and everybody used to always bitch and moan about it being cold as F. And it is ridiculously freezing at that time of the year. Um, Also, it was after the L.A. Auto Show. So I found that annoying as a non-American car enthusiast because the L.A. Auto Show always – or actually, no, they were around the same time. The L.A. Auto Show always got the cool shit. The JDM car launches, the Euro car launches. We always got the new Mustang and the new Corvettes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it makes sense, but I wanted to see that car that was at L.A. in Detroit, and they couldn't bring it to Detroit because of the logistics right, right. Of, the, of the presence. I think they're like a week apart, actually. Yeah, maybe. yeah. So we always got shafted. And also, very recently, there was an article from like The Drive or some blog site that – much like SEMA, attendance at the Detroit Auto Show, um, it just came back from COVID, is like nil or very, very extremely weak. A lot of open spaces, really not extravagant booths and like decor. And so my question, or I guess my argument is, is that while, yes, there's a decline in attendance, I still think there's a valid reason for having them. And what is that reason? The reason I have and why I might still go to the OC Auto Show next weekend is if and when I ever decide to buy a brand new car, what I like about the auto show experience is that for OC specifically, all the cars are there and you can open them. You can touch and feel them. It's like shopping for clothes in real life versus shopping online. You can't feel the cloth. You can't feel the fabric. You can't feel the materials. You can't see the the whole car. Like the Supra was ugly to us on photo, but it was beautiful, more beautiful in person. Yeah. Thus, I still think there's relevance in the auto shows. If more if you're shopping for a car and looking to buy a car sometime in the future. Okay. And that's kind of the original intent. Okay. Do you feel otherwise? Yes. Okay. Because when you're looking for a car, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the mainstream consumer, right? Yes. Say you're the mainstream consumer. Are you, do you shop for a car in that manner? Meaning you're going to go into a store, sit on everything, test everything out, and then decide, okay, I want the Miata. Or Mm -hmm. have you already decided, hmm, I think I want the Miata, and you're going to go to a dealership. And just get the Miata. And just test drive it. Yep. Sit in it. Rub one out in it. Whatever it may (laughs) be, right? Like, Uh uh uh-huh. The experience is already there, right? So, what what is the the point the show providing uh-huh. that the dealership couldn't? What the show is providing is that they're all there, so you can jump from one to another and do more of a true one to one comparison. Yeah, in the same moment in time, essentially, almost right. Whereas dealership, like. I mean, as millennials, we kind of are we don't like to interact with people. Right. So like going from dealership to dealership, knowing you're not really going to buy, you just want to see the car. You're going to be like pushed into buying and the pressures and all that jazz are still there. Yeah. Whereas at the OC Auto Show, no pressure. 
You can f with the car. You can rub one out, and <laughs> <laughs> some of us may have or may ha- not have. <laughs> but nonetheless, you get a full experience of the car, not moving, not driving. And well, actually, at the OC Auto Show, you can drive them. Some, some cars, not all cars. So now you're limiting the scope of what you can buy, potentially, to the ones that actually they let you test drive. From a test drive perspective, yes. Right? But from a feel and so like, so it's although ex- you're touching. not, although you're not getting the the. The sales pressure. Yes, you're getting less experience with the car. A little bit, a little yeah. bit, and you can't. I mean, it's driving it. Yeah, I'd say that's a significant piece. Well, that's an extremely important piece. Absolutely, yeah. yes, yeah. yes, yeah. And then also, maybe I don't know because you were in Detroit mm-hmm. growing up. I don't know that you're familiar with Cerritos Auto Square. I know that now that okay. I live here. Yes, yeah, that yes. is basically. A year-round <laughs> car show. Oh, really? Right. I mean, you've got they're big every, enough. You're, you're yeah, big enough. You've got every brand represented. Okay. So you could literally spend a day, walk from dealer to dealer, sure, and sure. see all the different types of cars and test drive them. Oh. Right. I mean, obviously, yes, we have auto malls in Michigan, but like a let's say a Jaguar dealership. It's going to have enough showroom for like three cars in its space. Yeah. Whereas here, because the palette for all these brands are big enough that you'll have like a decent sized space for all of them. Right. They're not equal, but they are larger, more options, all the different trims. California is a special place. Yes, it is. So whereas the Midwest has a different demographic that just won't have that kind of presence so you've changed your argument to car shows aren't dead car shows are dead except for the detroit auto show (laughs) well no what i'm still saying is is i still think that i i do still think that being able to at least touch and feel a car not drive all the cars at an auto show is an important piece that's relevant less walking less getting around you can you know do it all in one small enclosed space and it's all the models are there do you get free snacks at the auto show? <laughs> I do. <laughs> no, you don't. Uh, you get free swag. Not snacks. Uh, Yeah, but both BMW of sent me a message yesterday. They're uh-huh. going to have churros tomorrow. They are? Yeah, they're going to have uh, churros and snacks. They fed me at that drive thing. For yeah, the BMW. yeah. So there you go. So, so okay. I, I yeah. mean, it, there, I, there's... There's, I don't think there's anything that you're describing. Uh huh. That's n- any different. That's any different from dealership. And there driving. are other perks like free food, which yes. I know you love. Absolutely, I'm yeah. a sucker for that. So and then so let's talk about also like the logistic death, right? That you started with. Okay. This is the first year that the OC Auto Show has sent me a discount coupon right off the bat. Right off the <laughs> bat on How attendance, much? right? Twenty percent. Twenty percent off, okay. I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the first year that SEMA has pre-approved us. Yes. For yes. attending SEMA. Yes. Which is a huge sign. Yes, it is. Right, yep. uh, w- and we saw the the empty the emptiness of SEMA of last the SEMA year. halls last year. Yes. Right. So. J- I get the, I, I I get sort of the benefit of having all these cars, but it seems mm-hmm. that the population is now understanding that they don't need that, it. that they they don't need it. That benefit's not there. So let's take Sema out of the picture. I'm only ta- I only wanted to cover the OEM okay. one because that's about a shopping experience for buying a new car. Okay, Sema, it's like it's just like a show off. I'm I'm trying to sell you my parts. 
but they're in this car type of thing. Does that make sense? Not all of like SEMA. You're not, you're not buying. There well, are OEMs there at were, SEMA. That's true. That yeah. is true. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> but it's like what? What percentage would it be OEMs to not? I'm going to say 50-50. You, you're going to go 50-50 Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're talking about a significant like Ford haul. And outside venture, uh, you know, venue for Ford and Chevrolet I mean, had a big Honda, section. Chevrolet, yeah. but Toyota. they're all bouncing. They're all bouncing. You're making my <laughs> argument for me, bro. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, my point is, is that the OEM auto show to sell cars still is a relevant thing that should continue because that's a great way to see all the cars in one place. Shop them, but you you keep saying that. this, but you get that from auto malls. You do get it from auto malls, yeah. Without, but there's no pressure of salespeople at the auto show. I can drop in. I can do whatever I want. I will, I will concede that. Okay, I will okay. concede that. Okay, I will okay. concede that you don't have a sales guy. Yes, breathing down your neck. But right this this, you- this is what this is this is what. You are arguing. Yes. Right. Go ahead. You are argu- you are arguing yes. that the reason why you would keep them uh-huh. is for me to not have to say, yo, I'm just browsing. I'll let you know in a minute if yes. I'm if I if I wanna if yeah. I wanna buy. Yep. That's all I've ever had to do to get a sales guy to leave me alone. Really? Yeah. I don't I haven't bought a lot of used brand new cars. I've only bought one or two. I've done a lot of window shopping. You do, which is why I need to tell them to go away. Okay, so my thing, all, my all, my intimidation. Yeah. At this age in my life, when buying new cars, and I like I said, I think I've only bought three. No, I've bought three cars brand new. Is like, I wouldn't feel comfortable showing up, knowing that I'm not gonna buy and just to see the cars. Because I feel like there's just an, an inherent pressure at the dealership to buy, buy, buy. That I, maybe that's I think like that a, might be unfounded. And yeah. maybe in my head. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's in my head. Yeah. So I feel like all my decision making for choosing and shopping the cars should happen outside of that dealership experience. And then I just show up to buy. I think you're just reaching. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, that's that, what you're doing. That's, that's how I've always felt about dealerships. Okay, okay, okay. It's like I'm just there to buy. I'm not there to look and try it out and then leave. And to your credit, that is the stereotype, yes. right, of, okay. the, of the okay. car salesman. Right. But that's not always the case. Where Yeah, whereas, yeah, at the auto show, I felt comfortable because there's no bu- zero pressure. Yeah, yeah. I show up. I'm in there an hour, and I could sweep a lot of cars. But is that that single thing that I've conceded yes. en- enough of a reason of a reason to keep an auto show? For me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no way. I mean, if you were running, let's put it yeah. differently. If, For, you were, if you were running an auto show. Hell no. Uh, there you go. As an OEM, it makes zero sense. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Financially, it makes zero sense. Yeah. But if they get one or two sa- there's no measurable way to say that that translates into a sale. There is and a measurable no, way. It's dollars. No, right? no, no. What I mean is, is like the auto show, I'm actually siding with you with this statement, is they don't have a way of knowing for sure if the person that is me, who has is just there to show up and touch and feel the cars, is ever going to translate into a sale someday. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Right. No. I so mean, the, to that point, yeah. there is no real dollar. Um, there's no value in them, or there's no measurable way to say, "Yeah, I'm gonna make money off this guy's attendance someday." 
or maybe not 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 at the individual level yes but there's a way for them to know what their what their marketing dollar is generating okay where where would you say that is what do you mean? Or, or or back up that statement, sorry. Yeah, so I guess I mean even in terms of signups that these booths have. Okay. Right? So these signups yield email lists. That's true. These email lists yield feet in your dealerships. Maybe. Feet in your dealerships lead might lead to sales. Okay. Right? So there isn't a direct A to B, but there is Every company does this. Every company has a way of measuring each dollar, especially big companies, right? Each Fair dollar enough. that they're putting into marketing yeah. and how how that dollar converts to to sales dollars. Potentially. Right? Yeah. Like, okay. And they, obviously that has to be a positive correlation, mm-hmm. right? I In mean, if they're spending a dollar and getting back 50 cents, yeah. they're not going to do it anymore. Yeah. Which is what is happening now. Yeah, so you think that all these OEM shows should go away, and unveiling should just be online and journalists? My heart says mm-hmm. no, it shouldn't go away. Okay, right? Okay. Because despite it not being the biggest appeal for an enthusiast, yeah, it's another avenue for us to explore our passion for cars. Sure, right? Mm-hmm. But if I'm thinking about it from a, is it going Corporate, to happen? Yeah. Right, realistically. Mm-hmm. Do the dollars make sense? Do does the marketing make sense? Yeah. No, it doesn't. So it's gonna go away. So you think it'll be gone forever? Or I mean, I should say not ever, but it sh- I it'll think be gone. Every, everything happens in cycles, so maybe not forever. Maybe it's less frequent. Maybe maybe there's a revolutionary idea for it. Yeah. Right. It becomes mm-hmm. something else. Okay. Something we haven't thought of. Okay. But. The thing the the thing I do believe in uh, and mostly mostly what capitalism drives, right, mm-hmm. is that if they leave, if these shows leave, yeah, they will be replaced by other shows. Not necessarily at that scale. Sure. But it might be other events, right? Ford might have its own event. Oh, or there's going to yeah. be more traveling uh, events like the BMW driving tra- BMW driving experience. Right. I think Chevy's doing that now, right? I or don't know. something I'm like that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um and and also uh there'll be a a a window open for like the auto fashions. Ah. Right? They mm. they now get to have a bigger piece. And they sometimes have OEMs show up at their shows. Yeah, exactly. JCCS yeah. has Nissan show up. So maybe so so there's now you're supporting a like a, a community that's actually close more closely tied to, to us. Car. Ah, interesting right? point. Interesting so it doesn't point. mean it doesn't necessarily mean that these things disappear and we lose all the experiences. Sure. It means that they get recycled in a different way. Ah, so there's a reinvention. There's a sort of reinvention exactly, right? Okay. There's and still dollars to be made. Yeah. It just happens that this vehicle isn't making those dollars. Yep. So we're gonna have to use another one. Interesting point. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is sad, I'll say. Like, Ferrari and Lambo, they bounced out of the Detroit Auto Show years ago. Yeah. LA's is still pretty more, it's got more variety. Yeah. Um, so I'd argue it's actually the better auto show in the country, unfortunately, for Detroit. But that's just the name of the game. Um, but yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it just becomes some sort of rehash. I just feel sorry for smaller cities because they just won't get 
the participation from a Ferrari. I like, like that. You, I like that you bring that up a lot because it's a, li- a little bit of kind of that elitist thing too. I don't, right? Yeah, I don't think about it because I take my situation for granted. The California, yeah, experience. the California experience. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I, I, I dream of experiencing different called cultures in different areas, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, you, you touched on a, a, a good point, right? Like losing big OEMs are the people that have the money yes. to hold events at these yes. smaller in these smaller yeah. places, right? Yeah, they're not going to show up at the Cincinnati Auto Show. Yeah, like, no, Ferrari's exactly. Not no, you know, you're not going to see. Yeah. You're no, definitely not going to see like. Yes. What is it, Weckfest? You're not gonna see them in like Idaho. No, right? No, like, no, yes. You know, so, yeah. so yeah, that's we. I are get just that. In we're, the buf- we're in the Las Vegas buffet. Of we cars. are. Yeah, I'm glad we you. Did, I'm glad that you keep me honest on that because okay. yeah, that's you know I would. It sucks if it's only in California, but also right. like you're welcome. Come, you know. That's true. Come partake. They hate on the state for some odd reason and yeah. yet, like come out here and see it and experience it, mm-hmm. you know? Don't live in your American big 3 land all your life. Yeah. Come experience some of the exotics. But there should be car culture everywhere. There definitely should be. I think we should become politicians and our only <laughs> our only <laughs> dedication is cars. Is stuff. cars. Cars so and car culture. Lobbyists, we, we'd right? have to be lobbyists. Let's spend money on car meets. Mm. Yeah. So would you argue for keeping gas powered cars and uh, or would you argue against Yeah, the, I think I would do a EV mandate. I think now that EV I would still do the EV mandate. I care about the environment, but I think I would incorporate a lot more exceptions for let's call it like a one let's call it Bill sixty nine the okay. shitbox bill, right? <laughs> okay, what's the shitbox bill? You like get grandfathered, okay? Right uh-huh. for certain shitbox cars as long as they meet like basic emissions criteria, okay? Right, then you get to you get to have like a, it's kind of like the um, what is it called out here? There's like a special plate for like a classic car, a historic vehicle, historic one? vehicle. Okay, I think the scope of historic vehicles needs to widen. So an, a brand new OEM car for sale that is gas powered. No, oh, that wouldn't that, be included. That's, that's not what you're saying. No, I'm talking okay. like classics. Oh, okay. brand new OEM cars are going to have their own exceptions. Yes. Right. Like OEMs have enough weight on their own where they don't need a they lo- don't, more yeah, they don't need a lobbyist. Fair right. Okay. The laws okay. are going to not apply to them uh-huh. in this case. We're, I'm more worried about the conservation of what engine swaps of no the enthusiast culture engine swaps too you know like I think it's bs yeah like we're such a small niche yeah i mean it's i mean we have options in california right as long as you swap to a newer newer engine yeah. you're fine yeah you have to go through the whole like testing you know, testing and smogging bar. and barring yeah but that makes sense right so you're not you know going over the top i guess okay i would prefer it not to exist yes but I'm okay that it does. Okay. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to have to smog it anyway. So mm-hmm. you're, it's going to get caught at some point. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think uh, I think as a car community, we're going to have to start thinking about that more. How to maintain. How to maintain our cars. How to have a little more liberty with swaps. Uh-huh. And I think, I think I'm going to choose you to represent us. I was going to say, you're going <laughs> to <into> politics, John? <laughs> You're going to be that guy in used car? I mean, we're going to need somebody to fight for us, yeah, right? I are. mean, or else we're just going to get forgotten. Or, like, 
everything is going to get shut down and these will be overgrown paperweights. I mean, we're talking like way in advance, but we're yeah. going to get to a point where we're going to have to create our own infrastructure, like fueling and like recycle old gas stations, right? Making our own fuel, making our own fuels, right? Maybe we go into like like it's like bootlegging, but for fuel, <laughs> you know. That's an interesting point. Homemade uh, gasoline. Yeah. That sounds scary. That does sound <laughs> scary. I mean, yes. I, I mean, maybe we convert to hydrogen, right? If that day ever came, would you ever have? Would you ever be willing to give up your ice engine on your car? Well, you wouldn't have to give up ice. No, let's say you had like that was oh to go know, EV, EV or hydrogen convert your car. Would well, hydrogen br- is ice. It's it internal is ice, combustion, but yeah. it's. I don't think that you can c- use the current block and components to to. No, to you would. Run you would. You would. Yeah, you would have to modify them somehow. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd be more open to hydrogen. So you're okay, I guess, with keeping the heart of the car or swapping the heart of the car as long as you get to continue to drive your car. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I would. I would much rather be able to keep my gas powered car mm-hmm, the v8 you'd rather but if that becomes unobtainable right mm-hmm. if it's only like three people in the world making gasoline because everyone's blowing up trying yeah, to make it's it like 50 bucks a gallon yeah exactly mm-hmm. that's just doesn't make sense but if there's like hydrogen infrastructure and all i have to do is swap this power plant i might go that route you would be willing to swap the power plant yeah okay but anyway on the debate mm-hmm. are, are oem car shows dead then i hope not but the writing is on the wall I don't even think I'm going to be going to any this year. Same. I, I mean, I'm and I not used to be excited for them. Yeah. Like, so I win. And on that <laughs> note, <laughs> on that bombshell, how do you find <laughs> us, that, John? You can find us at 91octane.com. That is all letters, no numbers. Also, like and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. Follow us on Instagram at 91octane. And if you want to send us any emails, info at 91octane.com. Also, if you want to support the show, Go ahead and get some swag from 91 Octane or try some of the best coffee you'll ever try. Single origin watermelon coffee. Uh, Cafe Carrera. Use code BIGWILLOW for 10% off your entire order. Any last words, Randy? Shout out to the OEMs. Good luck. Shout out to the OEMs. All right. You have your work cut out for you. Good Good night. night.